Welcome to Hope County Radio. You'll stop for Far Cry 5 news, tips and tricks, and the always changing Far Cry Arcade. Here are your hosts, Nick and Nate. Hey everybody and welcome to the very last episode of Hope County Radio. I am one of your hosts, Nick. Here with me today is... Nate. And don't worry, don't be sad, because we are going to still be here, but we're going to be here in a different way. We're going to announce the name, the official name change of the podcast, but of course we're going to do that at the very end. Um, so this is going to be the last one. We're going to talk about, uh, everything Far Cry still and, um, the past of Far Cry, the future of Far Cry, what we liked about and everything. Um, so hopefully we can still give you a really good Far Cry podcast. So if this is your last one, maybe you came just for Far Cry. That's totally fine. Um, uh, we will, we will miss you. Um, but hopefully... What we can do is, you know, we can give you still some really good Far Cry stuff, but now we're going to start adding in some Division, uh, For Honor, Siege, a lot of their ongoing stuff now. So, let's get right into the show, huh? Well, before we get started, I would like to give a moment of silence to uh, Best Buy's Gamers Club Unlocked. (gasps) What happened there? They are no longer renewing it. Uh, if you did they did they unlock it? <laughs> they left no. the door open and it went out. <laughs> if you have if you have a membership still, it it's honored until it expires. But when it expires, you can't renew it anymore. So no more getting sixty dollars games for forty seven dollars. Wait, so I don't get my power up rewards anymore? That's GameStop. You oh, ding ding. Uh, sorry, I get so confused. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunate news doesn't really have anything to do with Far Cry. Well, it does in a sense because that's how I bought Far Cry Five. But yeah. anyway, it sucks for a lot of gamers. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because it's really sad and it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't know why they. I mean, they because they're losing money, money probably. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, I don't that's know. what you get for giving away your video games twenty dollars cheaper than anywhere else. So. That is true. That is true. So, anyways. All right, shall we? I get right into it. So I thought today a pretty good way to uh, start this off would be to rank all of our favorite Far Cry games. So in order of of how we we like them or whatever. So uh, you only have five, and I have six. I'll Correct. start it. I'll start it off since I have an extra one. Um, so. Uh, my number six is, and it's a it's a smart ass remark, but I I don't technically count Primal because I believe that it's a glorified reskin, um, and but also I I didn't particularly like the gameplay. I didn't particularly like the setting, um, and the the fact that you had to pretty much read the whole thing. Like I'm. Back in the 90s when I played like Square Enix and I and I and I played their RPGs or whatever like I think I was more accustomed to reading and you know getting my story that way but in this particular sense where you could be trying to read a subtitle and then they move on to the next sentence and I'm like 
oh, okay, uh, I wasn't done with that. You know, like, no, I'm not saying, like, I have a reader skill of, like, <laughs> grade 11 or something, but at the same time, I, I read a little bit slower than the average person, so... It was just it was just a minor annoyance that really took me out of it. Same reason that like I don't think I've ever tried a Yakuza game um, because most of those you have to actually read and stuff. And so uh, it was it was definitely a big damper. I think the main main reason that I didn't particularly like it is that it felt too like every other Far Cry. So like. Um, like, you know, everybody complains about four, for instance, and saying how that one just felt like another Far Cry. And so this one was the same. The only difference was, is that when I'm going around being stealthy and taking people out with my arrow, if things go sour, I can't pull out my M60 or my, you know, my assault rifle. And so that kind of like, it threw me for a loop that I didn't particularly like. So that's my number six. So let's get started. Well, I guess I'll I'll do my number five, so we'll be we'll be caught up. Uh, my number five is actually the very first one. Um, I remember playing this back on the PC. This is back when I actually played PC um, because it was my dad's, and I I really liked it. I think the coolest thing about it was just how big and open the areas was and um this was before it was officially like an open world because it didn't technically become open world until two this was just each level was a huge vast open thing and even though you still had a very kind of funneled way you were supposed to go you could still kind of take each um each situation on in a in a different way and I really like that about it and so it was definitely new um I didn't particularly like you know the whole kind of like oh there's like monsters and stuff especially since they they hated that idea so much they just completely took it out of all the sequels <laughs> so um but I other than that it was just it was just nice it was a nice game it was good gameplay there were still vehicles in it even though they, I don't feel like they played as big of a part since it wasn't once again it wasn't technically open world so there we go that's my that's mine <laughs> so do you want me to do do you want to do a back and forth or do you want to go through your list and i'll go through mine oh no we'll go back and forth so you go okay. you go number your number five so my number five is an honorable mention <laughs> It's Far Cry Vengeance, <laughs> and I only say that because I remember this one because back in my day, you know, back when movie galleries and blockbusters and the like still existed, I had a movie gallery in my town. So mm-hmm. I remember seeing this in the, as when I had a Wii, and I was like, oh, this looks fun, and I honestly don't remember too much about it. I think it was one of those I just popped in and just, you know, played whatever was on it, um, but it, it's it's... It's an honorable mention because it's kind of cool of, you know, Far Cry mechanics, but using motion control. So that, I think, kind of deserves an honorable mention. Um, yeah. For me, okay, so so for me, I only have five, and that's because I, ha- I have not personally played one or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Take away his Far Cry card. No, 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 that's fine. Because, like even you said, Far Cry 1 and Far Cry 2, for the most part, are <laughs> a Far Cry 
ding from kind of the current formula we have now. Like Far Cry 2 is very similar to 3, but 3 I feel like really set the bar for the continuing Far Cry games that we're playing now. Like it set that formula down. Um, So that's why I only have 5. I won't have 1 or 2 on my list because I haven't played them. Yeah. Um, my number four is Far Cry Five. <laughs> um, I've been marinating on it like a good steak for um for about a week now. I've had a week since a week or so since last we finished. Um, and it just really just hasn't set well with me. It it really yeah. hasn't. It, it's one of those that, and I've got a buddy of mine who's playing it right now like he's in the middle and he's really enjoying it and i told him and i was like i remember being at that point i remember in the <laughs> middle really enjoying it but the moment i crossed like, that finish I missed that <laughs> the moment i it's re, it's an interesting thing to look at because the moment i crossed that finish line i was like nope all that felt like for nothing i don't i like that mm-hmm. just that immediately soured the experience and and that sucks but uh well and to my last comment on five is I feel like there could be some good that comes out of it, depending on how they handle the next game. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, um, yeah far cry five is at the bottom of my list at, at number four. It's just, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the other games in, in yeah. the current series more. Yeah. Well, I'm here. Here's a good question. A million dollar question. Do you think after some times after the wound has healed, do you think it could rise up in the ranks as a game as a whole? No. Mm, okay. Um, I, just because like I, I'm several years away from these other ones on the list and mm-hmm. like they still sit higher now. I, now will I, after it sits for a little bit longer, when I go back to do the platinum, am I going to enjoy it a little bit more? Yeah, probably. But yeah. still as of right now, like I, I don't, I just don't really want to touch it. I just, mm. I, would rather just let it sit for a little bit and play something else. Mm, gotcha. So number four for me is actually four. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Um, uh, sure. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> so number four for me is number four. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, my, my, I guess my only my only negative about it is the fact that you know and you've heard this a thousand times if you're a Far Cry fan is that it was just more Far Cry. Um I don't believe they did enough even though it was a different setting even though this and that. They didn't really do too much to set it apart. But on the more positive side, it was just an overall fun experience, you know. Um, even though I agree with the sentiment that it was more Far Cry, um, at the time of playing it, so while I was in the you know the 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 glow of its aura, I guess <laughs> when I was in the in it playing it at the moment, I was like, "This is really fun." I don't know why anybody would say anything negative about this, um, and. And yeah, I I really liked it. I thought the the main things that they added were like the wingsuit, the grappling hook, um, and the and the gyroscopter, gyro gyroscopter. Oh my god, gyrocopter. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I I used the crap out of the gyrocopter. Pretty much, if I went into a game, my first objective was to find the closest gyrocopter. <laughs> Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that's how I played four as well. And and to to go back to the grappling hook, the grappling hook is a like definitive game mechanic now. Right. It, yeah. it, it was it was something that was really brilliant. Like when it happened, I was like, "That's really smart." Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, especially when they had. Um, I would hate to call them like platforming puzzles, but you know, they're kind of like, they're, that's kind of what they are. But like when you had to like figure out, okay, where's my next thing? And then, oh, I get a swing from here to there and I have to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, detach it and reattach it over there, which was totally plausible in any laws of physics. Um, but it was, it was really fun. And, and, and having the uh, different little puzzles like that, I thought were really cool, and it just added another way of getting around, which I think also is part of why a lot of people just thought it was oh, just another one. So yeah, so your number three, my number three is actually Primal. Um, <laughs> I I personally put Primal above Far Cry Five, and that's simply because um, the gameplay. I really enjoyed it, and the mechanics I thought were really well. I think that Primal has, even though even though there aren't any guns, I think the way they handle their weapon selection and the way that they design their weapons is probably some of the best that I've seen because, because of the fact that you don't have guns, like traditional guns, like the bow, for example, you have four different kinds of bows in Primal mm-hmm. that do different things. Um, and I actually liked... At like at first, I was like, "Well, that's a little bit weird," um, and I actually liked how <clears throat> it made it harder. Like, I completely had to change the way I played Far Cry, and I had to like I, I still played it stealthy, but I couldn't just set my primary to be my bow. Oh, I got caught! Bye 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 bye. You know, I had to actually like change the way I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another reason why I have it higher is because since this is, you know, in the BCs, since this is, you know, primal area, era, era um, it, the focus was a lot more on crafting. Like, mm-hmm. primal, I would argue, is one of the perfect podcast games. And I say that because I got halfway through the story and then I really just didn't care anymore. And so what I would do is I would put on, like, an hour show on YouTube or put oh, okay. on, like, a long thing. And, and on my other screen, I would just be grinding i would just be grinding for better gear better you know stuff for my community you know getting stuff like that and that was really 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 fun um so that's why that's why it's um above five for me because five took a lot of that away took a lot of that crafting took a lot of that stuff that i found fun and primal away Uh. now i never i never finished primal but like i said it's it's one of those that it's just it's kind of a good oh I'm I don't feel like doing anything let me just grind some of this out like that's the way I played primal yeah I mean I I think me and you are a perfect example of the Far Cry community because it was very fifty fifty when it came out a lot of people liked it and they're like oh this is a pretty well put together game and then a lot of people pointed out the fact that like the map was literally a reskin of, of four 
of four. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Like, we, me and you are the perfect representation. It's like, a, yeah. I liked it. It was very good. And, well, don't get me wrong. Like, I, have a, that... I have a friend, TJ, and he will sing its praises because, like, he... And he'll tell me, like, uh, stories of using the owl to, like, drop in rage bombs and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that sounds fun. But, like, I, when a game can't get me past the first two hours, it's just like, like, I have ADD. You know, I'm not going to try to use that as a crutch or anything. But it's like, like it, it can be a crutch when I'm playing a game, if I can't get past that first couple of hours, if I'm not intrigued by that first couple of hours, then it's just like, well, what, what am I even doing? Oh, it doesn't get good until hour, you know, six or something. I'm like, that's too bad because I'm never going to know how good that game is, you know? Yeah. And in, uh, kind of another thing about mechanics is they, <clears throat> they just kind of overhaul. I mean, it, there's some stuff that they introduced that you don't see, you didn't see in five. But another thing I thought was interesting was if you didn't have the proper gear to go to a different region, like if you needed to go to the snow region, you had to you had to grind to get thermal gear. Like you had to hmm. hunt, and or else if you went over there, you would freeze to death. Right. So it, they really hunkered down on the fact that this is a caveman era like you know bare bones kind of thing and they really hammered that home and i you know it's it wasn't like when it came out in 2015 it's not it wasn't my game of the year by any means but it's right. it's a very interesting far cry and it, it holds kind of a special place to me in your loins in my in my um loin cloth more in particular <laughs> ah. <laughs> so then my number three is number three. No, I'm just... <laughs> my, well, it is technically number three. Uh, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. Uh, Blood Dragon, I thought... I mean, first off, it was priced perfectly because mm-hmm. um, it was... Even though it was, it was basically just a smaller version of Far Cry 3, um, it was priced as such, you know? Um, it was like $15 it, when it came out, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it was fifteen dollars. Um, so you, could so you get... got this. Oh, I'm sorry. Vertical could... slice of Far Cry Three, and you know, it was just it was just this fun little romp in the '80s. Yeah. Well, back in the time that this came out, it was especially cool because you know you're used to like when this came out in 2012 was whenever Call of Duty was still really going strong. Mm-hmm. So you could pay $15 for a Call of Duty map pack that had four maps and a zombies maps, zombie map, or you could pay $15 and get an actual full-fledged six-hour world, Far Cry world. Right. You know? So. Yeah. And it still had, it still had like animals and stuff, but these were like neon animals. It still had like outposts. Um, it felt like just a chunk of three. Like they took a chunk and they're like, okay, now let's let's alter stuff. I mean, the only, I guess, the only negative, but I mean, obviously, it's still pretty high on my list. The only negative is the fact that uh, it was like really dark because they were going with the neon aesthetic. 
it was like super dark all the time. And I'm like, ah, I don't really like that. It would have been cool maybe to see some of the, the buildings like in the light and see how different they looked um, without the neon. I think, you know, that might've been cool. Even if it only got like a little light, it never had to go like full bright and, you know, vibrant or anything, but it would have been nice, you know, just to have a little change of pace, I guess. Like, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, my number three is actually the same. It's Blood Dragon. Um, <clears throat> Blood Dragon. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little tickle in my throat. Um, Blood Dragon for me was super fun, and you know, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, for me, part of me didn't like it as much. Like I, I played it all the way through, and I loved it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I was just off of, like, shortly off of Far Cry 3 when this came oh, out. Because okay. I think I was still trying to platinum Far Cry 3. So, like, because of the fact that it was so similar, like, mechanics and, and you know, kind of kind of the world. Because, I mean, you could probably find a, a piece of the, of the map on Far Cry 3 and be like, oh, they just kind of, like, added stuff, you know, to it. But, um... <clears throat> So that's the only negative I really have about it was I played mm. it shortly after playing three. So it was just really kind of a similar game experience. But um, the game is full of charm. Like there's mm-hmm. that 80, like um, uh, cheesy 80s action flick writing, you know. Mm-hmm. I still I still can hear in my head the um, the sound of I don't think it was uh it, it wasn't called Death Star, but the that star weapon you would get where it shot the laser out. Mm-hmm. Like I can still hear the sound of that spinning up and you know shooting out the laser. Um, right. But it was it was a really fun experience, and it's one of those things that if that's what kind of makes me excited for the DLC for Far Cry Five is if mm, Blood Dragon's definitely. any indication, you're getting possibly three of that caliber with Far Cry Five. Like right. that, I'm ex- I'm excited for that. So it, it really shows what these guys can do, especially with DLC. Because also at the same time, when that came out, we hadn't seen that before. We right. really hadn't seen anybody do that. Yeah, and I think the the reason, the, the main reason, like Blood Dragon is is so high up on my list, is that uh, you could call it a reskin of three, just like Primal was a reskin of four. But the thing is that that Primal was a full-priced game. And so Mm -hmm. even though, yes, the mechanics are different and blah, 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 it's like Blood Dragon knew what it was. It was a reskin. It it took every single mechanic. There was not a single new mechanic other than, I guess, the Blood Dragons themselves, which were just neon t-rexes you know so other than the blood dragons themselves like there were no new mechanics when it came to when it came to this so they priced it accordingly you know pricing primal the way they did is possibly the number one reason that it was you know it almost didn't even make my other than the fact that i did in fact play it that's the only reason even made it on my list (laughs) I think that Primal, I think Primal when it came out was actually like forty nine. I don't think it was an actual for. I think it was slightly cheaper. I'll I'll double check and see if that's the case. But um, also, yeah. I I'll correct myself. Far Cry Primal came out in twenty sixteen, not twenty fifteen. I knew that didn't sound right. Yeah. 
that is interesting though. on this one <laughs> that is interesting though because um <laughs> since primal was technically a reskin of the four map i guess that shows that they spent a lot of that time working on those mechanics like i was talking about because i yeah. for some reason thought that it came out the year after four but four came out in 2014 primal came out in 2016 and then five came out in 2018 so it's interesting to see what they can do to change the game in a manner of you know not necessarily two years because you know they work on it longer than two years but there's a two-year turnaround on it so mm-hmm. i find that pretty interesting well i mean when 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 you use the same map and you just change a lot of the uh mechanics then it makes sense because like you said that's what they focused on so mm. uh number two for me is a tie i couldn't really decide which one i liked better um so i'm gonna say three and five um so i feel differently about i i still totally 100 percent agree with you on the ending and the ending pretty much almost killed the entire game for me other than also the other two thirds of it <laughs> but like when I try to look back at it and look back at like the gameplay, I put the gameplay kind of on the same level as three. And I think like one of the main reasons I feel like five at least lives up to, it doesn't surpass, I don't think. But the reason five for me lives up to is the changes that they did make that were for the better and like for instance exploration you know having to physically like go to an area for it to show up on the map or to have somebody talk about it or to find a a letter that said something about hey go fish over here or um like there was one area i thought i had it liberated and then I happened to talk to somebody because, like, I, I, it was it was towards the latter end of the of the campaign, and so I was talking to less people because you know I was trying to get through the campaign basically, and so I just happened to talk to somebody. I can't remember particularly why I did, but I just happened to talk to somebody, and they said something about an outpost. Then all of a sudden, the outpost popped up on my thing. I totally thought I was done, and I'm like. Ugh. You know, like at that point I was, I was reaching my wits end, but then that happened. I'm like, ah, see, that's why I like this game. That's why I like it. I like the, I like the exploration. In fact, I wish that it, that they would have leaned into it more, that they would have, instead of having like this big 3d map that you have and you can see everything. You just have to physically go there for an icon to show up. I wish they would have taken it further and just had like a huge fog of war or something, you know? And so then three, three is the reason all these far cry games are the way they are. And so, you know, you can't, you can't have a rankings without three, three was just you know it was it was great not just for the story but also just the world that it built the environment that it put you in so um yeah five fives um information mechanic fives how you discover 
the world i i that definitely needs to be a returning mechanic because that mechanic really is brilliant like it it helps seep you into the world it's not just oh what's this icon on my map it's let Mm -hmm. me talk to somebody let me read a letter let me see a street sign that shows me what is in that area Mm -hmm. i can i wholeheartedly agree with that and the fog of war i did like as well to an extent towards the latter end it it did kind of get annoying but uh well it got like for me it got annoying the fact that the only way you could release the fog of war was if you drove or walked through that area right right like i kind of wish that if you would fly it would you know because even though i didn't fly a whole lot but that's just my personal grievance um my number two is far cry 4 now (laughs) i i talked about it last episode but i i have mixed feelings on far cry 4 um because it was one of those that when i first played it i was like oh yeah this is just this is just like far cry 3 but I kept playing it, and combination of the story and a combination of the world and kind of just how it played out, like the game itself, how it played, made me like it a lot more. Um, there are things I don't like about it. I think the economy is absolutely broken at four. Mm-hmm. Um, you have way too much money to really not spend on anything. I mean, you can literally buy everything in the through the first half of the game. Oh yeah, and, I remember that. And I and that, and that's something I liked about Fives was that it was moderate. Like it it felt real world. Like I have an okay amount of money, but if I buy two guns, there's a chance that's going to go down a little bit, you know. If I buy a lot of accessories. So that's another thing I appreciated about 5. Mm-hmm. Um the, you know, I at the end of the day I do kind of I don't like the fact that Far Cry 4 was so similar to 3. Um and and I feel like Far Cry 4 was pretty easy. I mean, especially when you added the dart gun, when you added the bow gun in there mm-hmm. the, for a sidearm. Because, I mean, I had that, and I had my bow as my primary, and I felt like just a, an assassin. I mean, it, it, mm. it felt pretty easy. But I liked some of the things they did. I liked the arena stuff. That, that mission and campaign was good. I liked Pagan Min as a villain. Um, he was very charming. And although... I didn't like the very end because it took me two years to beat. And that kind of felt like a little slap in the face. I really mm-hmm. did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed the end so much so that I didn't kill him at the end. What he had to say to me at the end of the game, I was like, I'm just going to let you live. And it honestly made me look back at the people that I helped. And I thought the people that I helped were more of the villains of the game than Pagan was. Right. And that's not necessarily true. Cause Pagan did a lot of screwed up stuff throughout the game, but mm-hmm. So did they. So it it really made me take an interesting look at the story of the game in an in-depth way, obviously more so than 5 did, because 5 mm-hmm. started strong, and then just, I, I'm, I, I'm at the end of it, I'm just like, what the hell? I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But Far Cry 4 is my number two. Yeah. And I mean, I, the reason it didn't make it like as much of an impression, I think it's just how, how similar it was. Like one of the main reasons three and five um, tie for me is because of the differences is because of the, you know, the subtle things like the, the fangs for hire and the guns for hire, you know? And so, but then three was such a good game, such a, awesome game that i couldn't necessarily put it above five or even below five so like that's the main reason it was a tie for me but then like far cry 4 
you know, I, I still really enjoyed it, and I feel like I did enjoy it way more than some people, because some people are just like, ugh, it's just more for. Like, there's just some people who have so much contempt for it, and it's like, I, I don't get the contempt. Like, I get that it is just more Far Cry, um, but to a certain degree, it's like, why is that a bad thing? Like, why, why are you right. getting mad at that? Why, why are you letting that completely ruin everything? Just like for the same reason where like a lot of people were saying that like Far Cry 5 was way too similar to all Far Cries. And I'm like, well, you can't, it'd be like coming out with a Call of Duty with like, I don't know, a, a Battle Royale mode. Like, even if it's Call of Duty, then, you know, you were supposed to laugh then, but okay. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because I did, ha- I, you know, I was going to say that did happen, but the way you, the way you had that sentence, I thought you had an, like an actual point there. But, um, and, and don't crap on that. Don't crap on that because I'm excited for that. I uh, yeah, we'll talk about that on Nerd to the Third. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, I forgot my point because it was it was at the yeah because you tried to make a joke that didn't sound I, like a it joke. It was at the expense of a punchline. Well, how could you not take that as a joke? I know it's like Call of Duty coming up with a battle royale. Like that was that was such a clear setup, and like I'm mad at you now. We're stopping the podcast now. <laughs> so all right so my number one is far cry 2 because yeah i actually played it um yeah, um far cry 2 i feel like first off if you played it like uh oh there's things about there's th- th- everything i've heard about it and everything that we've talked about too makes me want to go play it if it's oh, God, super cheap yes. on pc that's something i might do but at the same yeah. time i have like four other games that i'm in the process of playing so oh, it's, God. you know yeah i mean it, it plus uh I, it is a product of its time you know so i mean that would make it kind of hard to go back to but okay so there's a couple of main 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 reasons why Far Cry 2 in my eyes will always be number 1 for me and it would it would uh, it would take it would take a lot for them to topple it. Um uh, so he, here's why. <laughs> um so the exploration that I loved in in uh Far Cry 5 uh-huh is like turned up to an 11 in Far Cry 2 because you don't have necessarily a world map. And the map that you do have is literally in your hand. So even though obviously you have this reticle that's moving around as you're moving around, um, it still feels natural. It doesn't... It it's more immersive than any of the other Far Cries out there. All of the other Far Cries feel like a game. And Far Cry 2 is more like you're being immersed in the world. Everything down to how you look at your map is down is making you feel connected to the world. You know, um, when you got into a vehicle, there was a GPS and it was this small little thing. Um, But if you wanted a bigger view of the map, you actually had to like pull out a map and it would obstruct your view. So you either had to 
be careful driving or you had to just like pull over look at your map be like okay i need to go here okay and like you couldn't even set waypoints so mm-hmm. you had to you had to rely on like okay i need to go to this river when i get to this river i need to take a right then I need to take, you know, like you had to rely on that. And that exploration just made me feel a part of the world, you know, which is part of the reason I love five so much is because it was sort of, it was almost a step back in that direction. And that's what I love so much about Far Cry Two is just that feel. And even though I feel like a lot of people may, might not have liked it, I felt like the gun mechanics were really good. If you used your gun too much, if you picked up like an old dusty one off of a killer, um, then after firing it a couple times, it might jam. So like right in the middle of battle, right in the heat of things, you could like jam your gun and you have to like, I think you had to like tap square. Uh, if you're on the PlayStation, obviously, uh, you had to keep tapping square really, really fast to like unjam it. Um and so, like, I feel like, you know, a ton of people would probably find that super annoying. But I, like, once again, it made me feel really immersed in the world. And when I got to the point where I could um, go out and buy my own guns, you know, it gave me more of an excuse to do some of the side missions. Because some of the side missions were basically you blew up the... Uh, competitor of the gun runner that you were that was in your area so you'd go blow up their competition and so as a reward you'd get more access to um to guns and so the way you got your equipment the way you got new stuff the way you explored the world and how immersed i was in the world it it would take them to make another game like that, I think, or to make a game that is just so ungodly fun and and great story without a crappy ending. It would take something like that for for another Far Cry to topple Far Cry 2. See, honestly, to me, it sounds like Far Cry 2. <laughs> for me, it sounds like Far Cry 2 was ahead of its time. Yeah. I feel like if that game came out now people would be a lot more receptive to it. And actually if that if if Far Cry 2 came out after Far Cry 5, like as far as how the game plays, mechanics things like that, I think I would really enjoy that and you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit more in just in just a moment, but I think that that sounds really cool. I would like to play a game like that. I mean, that kind of I feel like there may be some Far Cry 2 DNA in Far Cry Primal just in the sense of it's very realistic in a sense you want a different bow you gotta craft it you gotta hunt for it you want to go to this cold region you gotta Mm -hmm. craft clothes or else you're gonna die see honestly if far cry 2 had the crafting from far cry 3 4 and 5 oh my god you know if if it was literally the exact same game what do you mean from 5 let me correct you on that oh sorry you you knew what i meant don't be a jerk um, but like if, if it had like this, the crafting and stuff, well, Far Cry 5 had crafting. Okay. You had to craft your, your, your C4 and your proximity mines. And you're, your uh, you're, you're battling on a, uh, that's a hill I would not die on. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> Anyways. But if they, if they had, if they had the same type of crafting or whatever, I think, 
uh, two would be even better. So then kind of going off of what you said, if they put Far Cry out today, but they also had the crafting, oh God, it would just be such a good game. Yeah, it it, it sounds like it. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to go back and play two. I will at some point, hopefully, because it does sound fun. Or if they do like I literally just said, then, then, you know, I'll see about that. Um, my number one is Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3, technically Far Cry Vengeance was the first entry for me, but not really. Um, <laughs> Far Cry 3 was my first start to finish entry in the series, and I loved the game from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those that I didn't pay much attention until my friend was like, dude, you have to play this game. Like, this game is really good. And so I picked it up. And I fell in love with it. I mean, I don't, it may be the first, I think this is the first game I actually platinumed. Um, Everything about this game was fun. To my knowledge, there's not really anything I can think of that I didn't like about the game. Like, Mm -hmm. it just, it, I really felt immersed in the world. The villain was excellent. Oh, yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it was I really thought Jason Brody was a whiny bitch. But, Mm. (laughs) but I mean, that's about it. Um the the and like where's he, my caramel macchiato Jesus. yeah well th- see that's the thing though that was his character so it it worked but sometimes it was really annoying but i thought it was interesting the the tattoo the when you got different skills they would unlock on your arm that was cool um can, you know a lot can, of sorry can you say that again tattoo <laughs> Well, it's not it's not tattoo like the way we would say. It's I I'm I'm fairly certain if I remember correctly like there is a um uh Pacific Islander like different way to say it, like uh tattoo. It that's not what it's called tattoo. in the game, but it's yeah, it's it's something along those lines. Anyway, um the gunplay I loved. <laughs> the gunplay I loved, the <laughs> mechanics I loved, you know, hunting the animals and crafting that was awesome. Oh, I don't have enough money. Let me go kill sharks so I can craft a different wallet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the only gripe about the game for most people is the multiplayer aspect to it, the co-op, because the co-op, the co-op was inherently broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I still got the platinum for it. I got, I beat all the, all the missions, although it took a little bit, you know, I, you know, I still did. And at its time, like some of the stuff that's in three wouldn't fly now, like the towers and things like that. Like people are getting pretty fatigued by that. But at, at the time I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is something fun to do. Um, and then I liked how it had a big split in the middle of it. Like you basically, like you change regions Mm -hmm. and it played differently, but throughout the entire game, the story I still loved, I still loved lock unlocking skills to do bigger takedowns, you know, Everything about it was a fun, a blast. It's one of those that I played it again on PC when I got it on on sale, like a few years later, and I played mm-hmm. through it all the way. That's partially why I don't, I didn't care for four at the time. Was I had replayed three, and so oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is a little too much. Like I just played, but um, overall, Far Cry three until they just completely surprised me will probably always be my number one in the far cry series um it's just it's just a delight it's just a great memory that i have and um yeah i love far cry 3 (laughs) Mm -hmm. i had something to say but then you threw me off with (laughs) tattoo let me hear i had had this whole 
I had this whole thing. I was like, oh, here's a, here's a counterpoint and here's a nice little, you know, side conversation. But then you said tattoo. Tatao. It's tatao. Like, it's, it's called, it's T-A-T-A-U. Tatao is what it's, is what it's called. Yeah, tatao. Oh, okay. So you were just saying it the douchey way. <laughs> yeah. Tattoo. 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 Oh, yes. Back when I turned 18, I decided to get a tattoo. Yo, people got the the tatao from Far Cry 3 on their arm, and it looks sick. Like, people actually got it. It looks really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Also, let's talk... Like, that's probably one of my favorite endings in the Far Cry series, because you, the choices you get are either, hey, save your friends, or kill your friends, and f*** this really hot warrior chick who then kills you. Like, it's right. one of those that I didn't see that coming, and it was just like, whoa. <laughs> so it's probably one of my favorite endings just because it really caught me off guard. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I feel like, I feel like, okay, now I remember my nice uh, insight that I was going to put into Jason Brody before he said tattoo and threw me off. Um, but Jason Brody, like, I think what was the most jarring for me, at least from a character standpoint, was the fact that he's just some rich kid. So his whiny, bitchy attitude that he always had, and then the fact that he could turn right around on a dime and just start massacring people made absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. In 4, you were returning to a life that you that you escaped from, basically. So you yeah. killing people made sense. In five, you're a sheriff deputy, or not a sheriff deputy. You're you know you're a rookie. You're yeah you yeah. So you have been trained in the uses of firearms. You've been trained uh, in, I mean, not massacring people, but still, like the the, the killing jump, is in context. Yeah, the jump of logic from you going from a rookie to killing people makes sense. The jump in logic from you returning to spread your mother's ashes and you used to be in this lifestyle made sense. Some college guy going from skydiving and hanging out on the beach with his friends to massacring everyone in sight and just not really showing any emotion toward it was just like, like one of the main things that kind of took me out of the story. And like, I kind of, I, I enjoyed Far Cry 3 more for the experience rather than the story. Because the story was, like, for me, just so one note. Just like, wah, I'm going to save my fans. Wah. And then, don't worry, I'm going to save us. I I can do it because my brother died and I'm I'm avenging him. And it's like, okay, like, like, I don't know. Just yeah, I, I mean, I, I I can agree with that, but at the same time, for me, <clears throat> I can see how that's annoying going through it. But when you end it, like there's a, there's a I'm still on this page. There is a graphic that someone's made that is is combining Voss and Jason together, and it says it's Voss saying, "You are me, and I am you." So by the end of the game, you have changed as a person completely. You have been broken down. 
you've been tore down and completely rebuilt up as the as the person you end in Far Cry 3, which, I mean, you basically are driven insane. Mm-hmm. And I have some thoughts on that that I'll share. Hey, do you know the definition of insanity? <laughs> Doing the exact same thing over and over again. Um, but, uh, and actually when you start Far Cry 3, like when you start doing that, doing the, the killing that, uh, at the beginning of the game, they do have some character things where he's like, you know, freaking out like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So it, it makes sense, but, uh, it, it is one of those, like you kind of just put to the side of it just being the mm-hmm. game. It's like, okay, I can't, we can't have him freaking out throughout the entire game. So after a while he just gets used to it, which doesn't make sense, but. You know, you can say the same thing for five as well, but I feel like five is has a more egre- egregious case than three does. Right, right, yeah. And I mean, like the same thing happened with like Tomb Raider when they did the remake. It's like you know, she kills one person, she like cries about it, and then she just goes on to massacre. That's a solid you know? point. That's an absolutely solid point. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe it's because we got to see her face. And we got to see her reaction rather than it's supposed to be like us emulated in Jason Brody. I think maybe that's part of why I felt more for Laura Croft than I did for Jason Brody. Um, yeah. Another reason, I guess, for Laura Croft is the fact that like we know Laura Croft and we're getting to see how she went from you know, a nobody to the Tomb Raider. And so, you know, having her do that first kill and she cries about it and, you know, she's very torn up, but then she's like, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this. And she's, you know, thrown into this situation, which if you think about it, is technically similar to Jason Brody where, you know, like they're thrown onto an island essentially and there's a bunch of murderous people. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm way more, because of the emphasis on like survival and uh, Tomb Raider, I was much more forgiving of the sudden change to go into full murder, murder zone. In in Far Cry Three, I think one of the main reasons is other than yes, you have to go save your friends. It's like you're not really fighting for survival at every turn. Like you get to a very safe place. And and from there, you're the aggressor. So you become the aggressor pretty much after like that first cutscene, that first yeah. time you kill somebody, you become the aggressor. But in Tomb Raider, the biggest difference is the entire time you're surviving. You're not aggressing. You're not aggressively going off after people necessarily. You are surviving. Yeah. And so I feel like they they portrayed that better in Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, I can agree so, with that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that forever that'll be. And, and I mean, no matter what, either way, three still made my number two slot. So I'm not saying it's, it's, it's worse by a lot. It's still really good. It's just for me, it was more... It was more for the experience. It was more for the the gameplay itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is our ranking. You guys, let us know what your guys's ranking is. You can go uh, to threadx3productions.com. You can go to Hope County on uh, Twitter at Hope County Radio. Um, 
and you know let us know what's what's your ranking of all your far cries um you can also go to our discord which will be in the description or will be pinned to the top of our twitter account so either way you should be able to find our discord and let us know there what's your what's your ranking for your far cries uh up next let's talk about the future of far cry uh what do we want for the uh for the franchise moving forward you know when six uh eventually comes what do we want from six what do we what do we hope to see uh do you want to start this off um yeah yeah sure. <laughs> um i lost my train of thought there for a second oh sorry so, did i say to two to two yeah no so i'm gonna um, use that for now for like uh, now until the end of time just like, <laughs> You've forever scorned yourself. <laughs> so, like I was saying earlier, I feel like a lot of good could come from the end of Far Cry 5 in the terms of a sequel. Mm-hmm. Something I think that they could do and could very easily do is do a continuation of what happens after Far Cry 5. Spoiler alert, if you didn't listen to the last episode, which was the spoiler cast, mm-hmm. um, depending on the ending you got, it basically was everything basically everything was nuked so if they decide to follow that um in turn it could be like a metro x metro you know like 2033 metro last light kind of thing in the sense of it's like a survival kind of game and a post-apocalyptic but um i think that could work really really well with with them but as far as something that i would want to see um my friend anthony actually had a really good idea when he was kind of ranting about how much he hated (laughs) the ending of Far Cry 5. (laughs) Um, But the idea he had, and one of the complaints he had, was the fact of they took away character identity from you in Far Cry 5. They, you know, they gave you the choice of customizing your character. But I can agree with his sentiment about how I missed that from Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 3. Because even though the interactions weren't much you still had a back and forth between your character and the antagonist um the idea he had was what if in the next far cry you either got to play or got to in some aspect see jason brody again except for the fact that because of the events of far cry 3 jason brody is now this grizzled broken down man and his idea originally was, what if you played as him and you had some gameplay mechanics that incorporated that? Like if you got to, not not to give you simulation effects of PTSD, but something similar to that um, in the sense of like you, you could be more, not, not, not as far as PTSD, I'm going away from that. Um, if you were Jason Brody playing as him again, there's a, you know, you could be more aggressive. Like it could be a more aggressive kind of brutal game because you're getting thrown back into this. The idea that I had to venture off of that was what if in the next game, what if it was set in America again and you, Jason Brody was a character except he was the villain. Yeah. What, what if over the course of the things that happened in Far Cry 3, it basically turned him into a villain. And yeah. I think that would be a really interesting story beat. Um, which that's kind of actually interesting because one of my things that I was thinking of for the future of Far Cry is 
it might be cool to play as the villain. So with your idea where Jason Brody is the villain, that could maybe play into my thing where you play as the villain. Mm -hmm. So instead of liberating an area, you're taking it over, Mm -hmm. you know, and something like that, I think might, you know, just like when we hear six and we're like, ugh, Far Cry six, here we go again. It's all like usually in Far Cry and see hey, uh, I'm I'm seeing the you know the trailer in my head. Usually in Far Cry, you play as some or downtrodden blah 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 and <laughs> you you help the resistance, you know, take back their homeland. Well in Far Cry six, you are the oppressor. You are the villain. You build up your ranks and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, like, I think it'd be pretty cool. As long as they don't, like, F it up, like, Battlefront 2. And you're like, oh, no, you're good all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, but something like, I think that really could be cool. And I think maybe Jason Brody could be the way to connect it to Far Cry that no other game has. Because, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, 2, 3, 4, 5 primal obviously um they're they're all a new protagonist a new antagonist a new region you know taking it back maybe not to the same islands but something similar and now not only are you the villain but you're going back to jason brody and seeing what that you know game basically did to you yeah um that would be really interesting to see, and I think, I think that could win a lot of people back because I could yeah. feel, I feel a lot of people are kind of disappointed by Far Cry Five and mm. feel like they're real let down by it, which I am to an extent, but I still think it's a, it's a decent Far Cry game. But um, you know, most people, most people's number one is Far Cry Three, so you kind of give them some of that in the new one with maybe Jason Brody being either being a character in whatever capacity that could give them a lot of goodwill. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about a combination of doing something post-apocalyptic and Jason Brody. That could be interesting. Actually, the post-apocalyptic could go into being a villain of, you know, people have kind of rebuilt this broken down area mm-hmm. or you could take that, you know, now, as far as playing the villain and doing that instead of liberating, taking over, uh, not to sound, not to sound this way, but in the in the current kind of climate we're in, I don't know how many people would be comfortable with that. In this, you know, in a sense, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to tread lightly, but it's, well, because well, they were so worried about people being comfortable when they sent in Montana. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> and that's a very that's a counterpoint that I will take and accept. That's <laughs> I have accepted it. And but uh, yeah, talking about post apocalyptic that was one of my things too. Is is the post apocalyptic nature? Um, my my main worry there was like, would it be too much like Far Cry? Would it be too much like like you said in particular Metro Last Light? Because Metro Last Light does have the the stealth mechanics and obviously the light mechanics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's more open world. Like, what could they do? Uh, this is a genuine question. Um, what could they do to to set it apart? to make it feel 
like instead of oh here we go here's another post-apocalyptic world um i feel like a cheap answer would be to put that world in far cry yeah um well i mean actually i think that would work really well what if they did a combination of mechanics from let's say they do set it in post-apocalyptic they could take a the next one could be an amalgamation of really all of the Far Cry games because mm-hmm. you could have because basically you'd be starting from scratch in a post-apocalyptic world, you know, trying to survive. You could yeah. have mechanics from Primal in the sense of you're crafting weapons mm-hmm. for different okay. purposes. Yeah. You they could a lot of people didn't like they took away hunting and crafting. They could bring that back with hunting. Like you got to hunt either to survive or to to craft other items. Okay. So it could be it basically it could be Primal with guns. In a sense, um, I c- I could probably get behind that. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing I would think when it comes to post-apocalyptic is how the question I would have is how do they handle the world in the sense of discovery? Mm-hmm. The, well, you, they could do the discovery like they did in five, but in the sense of what's your mini map look like? What's your map look like? Do they do like what you said in Far Cry Two, and Ooh. you have a physical map? I think that'd be cool, especially if. Like when you discover a new area, instead of it being like a a map icon, it looks like you drew it yourself. Mm. Hey Ubisoft, do you want to hire us? Because we're writing this game for you right now. Yeah, we're writing it for literally you. We're doing everything, your job for you. Dad. Literally everything we're saying, I think, would be absolutely perfect and would be the perfect Far Cry game. The yeah. question is, are they going to do any of this? Yeah, right. Well, and see, I think another thing. Uh, that might that could set it apart from like a Metro Last Light or a Fallout is both Metro Last Light and Fallout happen years and years and years after an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. What if they set this next one, if it was going to be post-apocalyptic, what if they set the next one right after the explosions? Yep. So not years after, not, you know... Not right after, you know, everybody's already basically uh, acute. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've already adjusted to the new way of life, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fallout 4, for instance, was set 400 years after the explosion. Yeah. And far, 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 Fallout, sorry. Fallout. There's too many F words. Um, Fallout Three, oh geez, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. I want to say fifty years after the. Either Unless... way, it's enough time for people to build communities and exactly. build a civilization up from scratch. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you said, this one take would take place immediately after. There hasn't been enough time for people to start building things. There hasn't mm-hmm. been enough time. Everyone's scrounging, trying to survive. Yep. Yep. Which could could kind of lean into what we were talking about being the villain. Are you technically the villain when you're trying to survive? Mm, oh my god, dude! This sounds like the perfect Far Cry game. Have you ever played? S- uh, like this is our war or the uh, the, the uh, was it like a arcade game? It was a side-scrolling one. Uh, what's it called? Uh, this war of mine. There we go. Okay, this war of mine. That's what I was thinking of. This war of mine 
takes a very interesting look at war because instead of being a soldier, instead of being, you know, a grunt or something, you're a normal person living in a war zone. And so basically it goes by days. I think you, you, you have like a a little small community, which is pretty much, you're just in a, you're in a house or something, I believe. And so each day you go out and you search for supplies but the implications there are you're pretty much killing other people or maybe not killing. Maybe you're just sneaking past them without being seen and taking their supply. So by by not making it post-apocalyptic, but rather you're in the middle of war, you know, these people are only trying to survive, too. So you're technically the bad guy in this war of mine. You know, because you're going around stealing from people, but you have to because you have this little community that you're trying to protect or whatever. So if they take that that same concept, but then put it into like a far a Far Cry game, it's right after the post. It's right after the explosions. You're you're just trying to find your way in the world. You know, you're it's like maybe you've lived there forever, but it's like everything looks different. So like you, you know, I think it could be like a really good concept. Yeah, it. it my worry right now is we're going to pitch the perfect Far Cry game and it's not going to happen and it's not going to be right. anything we want. So yeah, they're going to come out and it's like, OK, now it's set in uh, Africa again. And uh, it's exactly like the other games. <laughs> well, see. <laughs> Because of of kind of their trajectory in terms of the of where they've taken the game, like as far as the mechanics they've introduced or that what they've added on to, I feel like in some capacity we will see something more similar to Far Cry Two in the next one. Because okay. I think gamers are to the point now where they want realism. They want interesting yes. mechanics that have to do with realism. So I do wholeheartedly believe that six is going to have some of the stuff that we're saying, whether it's going to be in that same setting, probably not, but it's really smart. And it's, I, I mean, I, I don't want to give them an out to just reuse, but they could use for the most part, similar assets. If everything is, 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 uh, you know, it's a nuclear fallout. I'm not saying reuse the Far Cry 5 map because I would like a different map, but you could, that's a, it's a very easy solution to, to get a new game out. Now, here's right. the thing though. It, this doesn't have t- a whole lot to do with Far Cry. Their typical cycle is two years. You had Far Cry 3, 2012, right. Far Cry 4, 14, so on and so forth. I just saw something today that the president of, um, Sony Interactive said that the PS4 is basically at it at, at the last point in its life cycle, which could mean that either the either next year or the year after we could hear information about PS5. So if the trajectory stays the same, we could see either news or could see a new Far Cry game come out in 2020. Would that be on a new console potentially? Yeah. Yeah, or it could be like uh, it could be like on both consoles or something. But get the definitive version on on right. PlayStation Five or Xbox Two. Well, and that's something else too. Is depending on how powerful the new hardware is. If it's even on that platform, 
there's more they could do with that. Mm-hmm, if definitely. they're allowed to do more as far as like power and things like that goes, apart from graphically, they could do some really interesting things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely it definitely makes you wonder what 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 could they do next as far as you know as far as you know making far cry just a different game uh one thing i kind of thought for a little bit i'm still kind of iffy on it but i was like yeah it's still a pretty good you know uh concept but what if they made the next far cry a little bit like gta online see this is where that statement you made earlier in the show about me and you being the Far Cry fan base is accurate as hell because <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I mean, I think the, the, the main thing, as long as they did it right or whatever, because obviously we could fall and this is why I'm iffy. We could fall into destiny territory where they get rid of like pretty much all the story. They get rid of all the things they, they make it, um, microtransaction heavy, which to a certain extent, the way they handled microtransactions in five and the way Ubisoft in general handles microtransactions, like, like that's part of the reason why I feel like we're, we're going more towards the Ubisoft chat, you know, type of thing is, um, is, you have your main staples. You have your EA, your Activision, and your Ubisoft. E and Activision have decided that, hey, we can make a crap ton of money if we just microtransaction the absolute crap out of everybody. And Ubisoft, you know, love them or hate them, Ubisoft saw a different view. Uh-huh. They're like, wait a second. Here we have a game like Call of Duty where it comes out every year. How about we take a year off and make it better, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, hey, we have microtransactions in our games, but it's not integral to anything. It's, they don't shove it down your throat. And and so that that's part of part of the main reason why I feel like we we're giving a crap more about Ubisoft. Like, so some people might ask, well, why are you making an Ubisoft, you know, radio type thing? Why, why are you making a podcast specifically about Ubisoft? It's not just because we enjoy the games. It's not, it's not just because, Oh, I really like the division and how they did stuff. And yeah, they screwed up, but they made sure to make it better. And it's not about siege and how, you know, it started off uh, pretty bad, but then they stuck at it. And For Honor was my biggest disappointment of the year. But then they also stuck with that, and they and they went forward. So it's not just about the games. If you see, there was a there was a trend there that I was I was putting precedent on, and the fact that a company instead of just being like, oh well, we're gonna fix it in the sequel, is deciding, hold on, these are good games, and we owe it to our fans to make the games better. And so that was a huge (laughs) um, side context to the fact why I think that maybe a game with Far Cry, with certain Destiny-esque qualities, could actually maybe work. Because this isn't Activision. It's not EA. We're talking about Ubisoft. And even though... 
even though they do have kind of a checkered past on certain things, I feel like very quickly they sort of learned their lesson and they started going in a different direction. You know, I'd say maybe Ubisoft three or four years ago was like, ooh, microtransactions, let's let's jump on that bandwagon. But when they realized that, hey, people don't like that, instead of digging deeper, they're like, okay, let's pull back and let's figure out what people actually like. Oh, y- you want to do it this way? All right, let's 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 try that out. So like a Destiny-esque uh, Far Cry, and maybe just in the sense of you take... You take it from two co-op characters to four co-op characters. And maybe there are certain um, objectives. We'll, we'll call them, you know, uh, public events. Um, it's brand new, something I just created. Uh, and <laughs> only in those instances do you start seeing other people or something. I I think something like that, if it was treated correctly, especially if it was in our post-apocalyptic game, it could it could be kind of interesting, you know. And I I think especially like imagine you like maybe in a in a world where there are certain like missions, like whether it be like you you find it on a bounty board, and you get that mission, and then another team is notified that you're going on this mission and they get to try to stop, you know, integrating like a social aspect in really interesting ways like that, I think could be kind of cool and would definitely make it feel different than any other Far Cry. You can still keep the same gameplay, stealth mechanics, everything that makes a Far Cry a Far Cry, but change something so integral and make it this kind of, you know, shared shared shooter. I, I can't remember. That's kind of what they call it. But anyways, shared world shooter is, I, th- I think, what see, they call it. See, that, that's what's funny to me is that's that, that I can see that that happening. And especially when with they have games like um, Division and Ghost Recon Wildlands and mm-hmm. um, Rainbow Six Siege, like they have a good track record for doing Games as a service. I think that's what you're looking for. They they have a good track record with those kinds of games. And mm-hmm. that could be interesting. And I probably would play that. But uh, from what I said earlier, for as far as the next one, that's not what I want. Yeah. Um, I, I think back on Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 3. And their main focus through those games was the story. They had mm-hmm. multiplayer elements in the sense of the co-op. And they, Far Cry 4 had actual... Um, multiplayer but they didn't focus on it like that was just a side thing and Mm -hmm. that was also back in in the time where single players had to have a multiplayer with them so it was kind of shoot in but for the next one I would like to see just a a story centric focus I feel like would you like the god of war of Far Cry yeah yeah, that's kind of what I would. That's kind of what I would like because I feel like with five, the way they handled it as far as post-launch, they put way more focus into arcade, which is fine, which is cool. Let's support people making these maps and show those maps off. Right. But right. that's where I feel like most of their focus went was the multiplayer instead of the focus of. And I feel like to an extent, you can kind of see that in the story because some of the story just completely falls off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's agree, one of those. Yeah. I would, I would much rather see a more story focused thing, like especially with the game that we're pitching. Mm-hmm. 
have that be a 100% solidly focused thing with maybe some multiplayer co-op elements kind of like you were you were talking about but the main crux of it is you are in this world you are trying to survive like mm. there may be people and you could incorporate something like um shadow of war mechanics in the sense of let's say that you had this outpost that you either built or you took over while you're away someone else could take it you know you could do kind of and i think it's fall fallout as well with base building like there could be base building elements to it that might right. be interesting yeah but maybe for me, even i would prefer like a state of decay where it's not necessarily like you're physically building walls but you're building stuff inside your encampment to make it a better encampment yeah yeah i could see that that could be that could be really cool because like if they had certain elements like that in five i think that would have pushed it over the edge for me and made it even better you know so it's not just like oh here's another town that i liberated yip f and do instead it's like here's this town that i get to help rebuild i think that would have been something especially in the rural america setting i think that could have been something really interesting yeah i agree ubisoft seriously hire us because we just pitched you a baller game baller baller color 20 inch blade <laughs> do you want to get to the announcement? Do you? Do you? Do you? Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Are you guys ready? It's, it's going to be so anticlimactic. <laughs> so like, are you guys ready? We're, we're going to literally reveal the name and that's it. And it's like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Okay, so <laughs> the name of our new uh, podcast is Ubi Chat. And it's really, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stress this going forward as well people say it differently we are going to interchange either saying it ubi chat or ubi chat i mean it, it really there's some people that i can hear oh it's ubi ubi it's either or yeah it's a different way to pronounce did, the U, did but yeah. you know that ubisoft stands for ubiquitous software software that makes total sense that ubiquitous that's software i found that thank you kind of funny guys I found that out because of uh, the Reverend. He's like, well, U- Ubisoft or Ubisoft is ubiquitous, and so that's technically how you're supposed to say it. Is that's brilliant marketing? Ubi. It's yeah. u- ubiqu- ubiquitous software. That's yeah. that's technically. So I mean, maybe Ubi comes from you know some. Uh, no I think offense. It, I think it the French, French guy, think, yeah, <laughs> some French guy. It's like ubiquitous, yeah, ubiquitous. I I don't know. Now I'm being mean. I'm sorry, Ubisoft. Please, please, <laughs> don't. But don't, I'm don't hate us. I'm I'm really excited about about this change. I'm really excited about the show going forward because, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that especially because of their basically overhaul of how they how they make their games within the past few years, I think they really deserve to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, there's no real fans or, you know, community people that are celebrating Ubisoft in, in terms of like a show. I mean, there's Ubisoft podcasts, but they're by Ubisoft. So yeah. I'm looking forward to like singing their praises and even calling them out when they have instances like with Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm excited just to talk about Ubisoft because I feel like we talk about it in passing. Oh, yeah, I like this Ubisoft game. But to get down to the nitty gritty of things is right. really exciting to me. Yeah. And I mean, kind of touching again on what I said before, it's it really is like 
this company, if they wanted to, um, just like the other companies, could decide that, you know, hey, our games, you know, deserve more of your money. So give us more. <laughs> but instead, seeing the change and being able, like, any any normal, regular Joe Schmo can, can pretty much tell you that Ubisoft they treat their games good. I mean, my main examples before were uh, Siege for Honor, but then if actually, if you think about it, think about Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, that came out with a Predator update. It just recently came out with a Sam Fisher update where you got the Splinter Cell guy on your team. Um, and they keep doing things. And... Uh, I think a lot of people had a problem with it at first, but then they kept at it, just like they kept at For Honor, just like they kept at Siege, just like they kept at Division. And that determination, even though, yes, they are coming out with another Division or whatever, I I don't feel like the fans of the Division were ever left behind. And right. even though they've made mistakes and everything, I feel like they've done a good job of owning up to them. And I think that's the tell of a really good company. And, you know, EA is still trying to pass Battlefront up as like, oh, we've learned, we've learned, even though Battlefield 5 is going to come out and it's just going to, you know, it's going to have microtransactions. If it doesn't, I I still feel like there's going to be an aspect of it that is going to be changed in a way that's going to make people not too happy. Like mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to buy another EA game at least, you know, week 1. I might buy it, but I'm going to buy it like much later. And I'd say the same thing about Activision. I was super excited for Destiny 2. I rented it. I'm like, oh, this is way better than the first one. This is this is loads better. I feel, you know, I, I really had a lot of fun with it. I was so excited to get it for Christmas. And then <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in between the time it came out to the time Christmas. I think the biggest thing, and I'm going I'm gonna go off on a Destiny rant for a second here. I think one of the biggest things that I was really upset about is the fact that the Curse of Osiris came out and it locked you out of so much stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was gonna get that for I was legitimately gonna get it for Christmas. And then to know that a good portion of my stuff that I could do end game was gonna be completely cut off because of a uh um an a- attachment, you know, is bs you know and you just i don't know it was just it was so frustrating because it's like i i would love i would love it you know and and then you look at division which you know a lot of people like to compare to destiny see i'm bringing it back to ubi guys um then you look at division which a lot of people compare to destiny and right around the same time destiny was getting a lot of flack the division's like hey here's this new update this free update that everyone gets their hands on and you know here you go (laughs) yep (laughs) yep no exactly so um run a little long yeah this is a meaty last episode but (laughs) yeah we figured you guys deserved it yeah yeah you really did i actually didn't think we were going to go as long on the ranking but i mean i thought that was a lot of really good 
really good uh, content there, so I'm not even upset by it at all. No, we did good. We did good today. Yeah. Um, if you guys, if you guys could, I mean, you guys could go on and rate us on iTunes. Uh, it would be a big help um, as far as getting people to recognize that we're we even exist so i mean if you guys could rate us that'd be great um if you guys could share us on social media um we always you know share it ourselves so you could just retweet it for us um but yeah i i i think i could speak for both of us we're really excited to start talking about other games as well and still being able to talk about far cry um we are gonna have a a nice segment where we get to talk about Ubisoft games in the past. So then we could talk, we could finally, finally, Nate, we can talk about Red Steel. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Not like anybody's talked about it in the past. Well, actually, nobody's talked about it in the past few years. So yes, yeah. this will be our chance to actually give it the credit that it deserves <laughs> on the Wii. <laughs> so I, I'm super excited. Thank you guys so much for making Hope County Radio what it is. Um, I'm 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 sad that we have to leave it ha- behind but also super happy that we still get to take the DNA the the two hosts you know mentality and uh, our funny little quirkiness and we get to take that and we get to bring it forward and make something new out of it and hopefully still make it something great and I think it's going to elevate us in, in, in on all honesty. I do too. And something to definitely look forward to, to go ahead and give you a little tease. Um, it, it's going to be in the same format, so it's going to be bi-weekly. It's going to be on the same feed like we've already told you before. But uh, the first episode is coming out the week before E3. So mm-hmm. the, I know everybody loves predictions. The first episode of Chat is going to be what we think is going to be shown at Ubisoft's press conference. Yep, so. definitely. And and I want to go ahead and say that this is going to be a bi-weekly show, but because of timing and because of E3, um, there we're, you're going to have uh, – how do I say that? The first episode is going to be the week before E3, and then there's going to be another episode that following week. Right. So And that'll be our reactions to the Ubisoft um, pest conference, basically, and yeah, what so. they announced to what we think of Division because they've already – all but confirmed that it's coming out within 10 months, right? Something yeah, like oof, that. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> so it's either coming out, I- I'm thinking March because I think they, they said 10 months. Why would they, why would they say 10 months? It's definitely going to be a 2019 game. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a 2019, but I say go for it. You know, if they mm-hmm. tried to mush it in with like uh red dead redemption or whatever, do like, a spring release. Yeah, yeah, do a spring release. I mean, Monster Hunter World has already proved that, you know, Jan- January and and February games do f- absolutely fine. I mean, mm. you look at you look at God of War. God of War was the fastest selling and best selling PlayStation 4 exclusive of all time. And right. so, or I think PlayStation exclusive, not necessarily PlayStation 4 exclusive, but either way, and in part of the reason I think is because it came out in March, so it, yeah. there wasn't a lot coming out, and so I could definitely see them putting it out in March, which might also just give them a little extra time. You know, they they put it out before, and it was we're going off in tangents. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> either way, um, 
yeah, I, I'm super excited about about the not only the E3 predictions, but then getting our reactions. So um, for those of you who who want more specifics, let's see. Uh, today is the... it's going to be the fourth and the eleventh. I'm almost positive. Yes. Yeah, the fourth and the eleventh. Well, 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 well. It's you. You'll get an episode. The first episode's going to come out the fifth. Yes. And then you'll get the second episode of uh, UB Chat twelfth. Yes. The week of E3. So. Yep. So yeah, and actually, it works out perfectly because that's actually how we started Hope County Radio. If you think about it, we yep. had the first episode. Um, then, well, we had the second episode, but then the third episode was a bonus. So we had like, you know, two right close to each other. So, you know, we're sticking with the spirit of the Hope County radio, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us here at the uh, Hope County radio. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like John C. Riley. Hey, man. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm going to wreck it. (laughs) I'm going to wreck it. Uh, okay. Well, thanks guys for tuning in to Hope County Radio. Um, well, actually, since since this is the uh, last one, you want to do the outro? You, you there? You, Nick? Sorry, what? <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. I was just screwing with him. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Do the outro, damn it. All right. Well, we'll see you in Hope County. Well, it doesn't even work. We'll see you in Hope County where anything can and will happen, but never again because <laughs> this is the last episode. Because <laughs> this is the last episode. But we'll still see you there. It, it's complicated. This is what happens when we go for an hour and a half on one <laughs> show. We just start just saying nonsense. So, yeah, our normal our normal outro is we'll see you in Hope County where anything can and Either way, thank you guys for for going along with this ride with us. I hope you enjoy the new show that we're going to be bringing to you. Um, My outro is not good enough for you. We look forward to doing it. I just wanted to thank the people. We've already thanked them. I'm thanking them again. They deserve all our... Wait, hold on. Hold on. I have some more thanks over here. Where did I put it? You're such an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks. Bye.